Ed, I'm not your ordinary, everyday fool, okay? Now, I owe it to myself to tell you, Mr. Griswold, that if you're thinking of taking the tribe cross-country, this is the automobile you should be using, the Wagon Queen family truckster. You think you hate it now, but wait till you drive it. I don't want to drive it. I just want my old car back, okay? I'm not falling for this bit. No way. Let's go, Russ. Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway. The movies you know from the guys you don't. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us today. I'm your host, the Mayor, Matt Logston, and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. I'm Dave King of the Red. And I am the Lord Ketchum. Alright, tonight, we're going to discuss what is possibly the greatest family summer comedy of all time. The Griswolds take a trek across America in the good old Metallic P family truckster on a quest to see Marty Moose and Wally World. This summer, when you think vacation, think National Lampoon's vacation. See the real America. Hey, underpants. Hey, yellow. <laughs> it's friendly. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Don't you want to look at the Grand Canyon? It's educational. And most of all, it's fun. The dog went on the picnic basket. Just want to remind our listeners and anyone that is unfamiliar with how we do things, we are on full spoiler alert here on Nostalgia Highway. We may not disclose every detail, but there will be minor and major spoilers discussed in this episode. So, guys, this is a quest. This is a quest for fun. It is the quest for fun. (laughs) Right? In 1983. In 1983. Man. I wish wish Wally World actually existed, you know? I really... I do. I know there's Disneyland, you know, Disney World and all that stuff, but... No. Only if John Candy is actually part of the security guard uh, team there. Because I love John Candy. I think I'd want to go to Wally World more than... Disney. Really? I think so. I mean, wow. yeah, I want to go to Disney, but yeah, I really want to go to Wally World. <laughs> they built up wow. so much uh, anticipation yeah. for Wally World. Looks great. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was really good yeah. how they did that. I like that. Yeah. To be this huge, mo- this, this massive thing that it is, you know. To turn out to just be Six Flags in freaking Pasadena, kind California, definitely. or wherever, wherever California that is. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. They actually did take this road trip, you know, filming. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Across that America. would be a fun uh, set. And they said it was. I believe they Grueling said it was. schedule, I figure. It really was. And I think they said it was like about 65 filming locations mm-hmm. just between Denver, Colorado and Los Angeles, California alone. Oh, Sixty, man. Like 65. That's a lot. Yeah. That That is an astronomical amount. I was shocked they didn't stop in Vegas, but, you know, they did a few years after this. Yeah, they definitely did. 
But it was on route. I don't know why they couldn't have. I don't know exactly where Wally World was. So. California. Yeah, California, but north, south California. It might have oh. bypassed the Vegas because it did go by the Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how they took that. Grand Canyon is northeast of Vegas. Am I wrong? I don't, I don't know. know. Nobody here to challenge me on that. I, I, I'm I, not just, sure. I've been to Vegas, and I know the Grand Canyon is a thing that's okay. a, they take. Tours I've never been out there. west like that. Okay. I've right. been Central America, Texas, as far as I've been. I'm there. Yeah, I've been to like. Uh, Michigan. Okay. That's about it. <laughs> new place, nice. So our new theme we have going for this month. This kind of kicks off our summer vacation comedy theme, and inadvertently, it also brings two movies that we're reviewing for this month that were John Hughes scripts. <laughs> so there's a little nugget of information for a, uh, I don't know, I guess a clue for the next episode for y'all listeners. So figure out. What movie we're going to review next time? Home Alone. Mm. Home Alone. <laughs> Kevin McAllister. Oh, yeah. That doesn't make sense. No, it's not that. It can't be. Not, it's not Christmas time yet. No, you're right. <laughs> but did you know that uh, this script was inspired uh, by John Hughes's uh, personal life as a child? It was an ill-fated family trip to Disneyland when he was five. And uh, Vacation 58. Yes. From... Oh, uh, it was in the National Lampoon magazine, the September seventy nine issue. Right. And I guess that's basically what the premise is for this movie, but Chevy Chase and Harold Ramis, who directed the movie, they they did a lot of retooling on the script that they felt would better serve the movie and with you know, because there was ad living in this movie oh, yeah. as well. Because, you know, Harold Ramis, Chevy Chase, they they were good friends, John Candy, yeah. Eugene Levy, all these guys. So, yeah, all comedy geniuses. Did you know that John Hughes had a pen name, and it was Edmund Dantes? Does that ring a bell to anybody? Ed from the color? Did you don't see? No, no, I'm no, I'm lost. All right, Edmund <laughs> Dantes was the main character in The Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I just thought that was interesting because, like, right. I I saw I didn't know that he had a pen name, and I saw the name. I'm like, well, that's the Count of Monte Cristo. Hmm. Huh. That was interesting. Well, I don't think they made me read that in grade school, so I don't remember. It's good. Did it's you good story. did you get involved in it? Uh, not in school. No. Okay. I know about it from uh, Sleepers. Is it anything like Sleepers. Dracula? I mean, it's a. No, no, no! It's, it's about uh, it's about a prison break, oh, I think. The count, and he's and he's got no. Uh, it's it's about, about revenge. Well, it's yeah. a it's about a wrongfully imprisoned man right. who takes his revenge on those. Right. He's he not waits. a vampire. No, 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 no. Well, he waits a long, long time for called his a count revenge. of Monte Cristo. Well, I just thought it was from my Sesame like, Street upbringing, count means you know. <laughs> well, no, no, this is this is medieval count. Okay. Right. Stuff, so, like, he's a lord. You're a king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like it's, that. it's all in the feudal system. All right. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm raised on Sesame Street. I miss the medieval times. Uh, cartoons. It's got Antonio Banderas. No, they, my they, wife they, must know it. They then. did one of those. The the newest one that came out. It has Guy Pierce. That Jim Caviezel is in it. Uh, Henry Cavill, who took over the new oh, Superman. Superman. Oh, he, don't talk he was about in it. it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think who else. I wish he never existed. But it, well, I'm sorry. But, but this version of Count of Monte Cristo is a very good movie. Right. Right. I okay. recommend it. Actually, I own it. So, yeah. All right. 
Wow. Good to know. Yeah. So this movie has the iconic, the music. It's not even theme music. It's just a song that is just synonymous with this movie, yeah. with this series. You get Holiday Road from Lindsey Buckingham. It's yes. easily Lindsey Buckingham's best solo song. <laughs> it has yeah. to be. It's the yeah. most recognized. Yeah. It has to. Because a lot of people probably don't know it's called Holiday Road. It's like, oh, it's the the National Lampoon's Vacation right. song. Yeah. You know? And even more people don't know it's Lindsey Buckingham. And even more people don't know who Lindsey Buckingham is. So, so all right. Who is Lindsey Buckingham? Well, he's the uh, the backup lead singer for Fleetwood Mac. Ah. Part-time. There you go. Until they aren't in a relationship, and then he's Lindsey Buckingham solo. <laughs> so, he's would back you say that he broke the chain? Road. He possibly broke the chain. Okay. But she could have possibly broke the chain. I don't know. She's pretty short. Mm. She's a little woman. <laughs> I know that Chevy Chase pulled the chain. He did in this movie, so that's funny. Dog chain, at least. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Well, who this does movie, that? This song is iconic, but I don't. If you if you look it up on YouTube, the Lindsey Buckingham video for this song, it is everything awful about the eighties. Oh yeah, it is an awful video. The Wagon Queen family truckster. Okay, I call my personal vehicle, which is a Chevy HHR. I call it the truckster. Yeah, because of this movie. Uh, the uh, dealership, which was called the uh, Star Ford dealership, that was in Glendale, California, where Clark purchases the Wagon Queen family truckster, is actually located two blocks north of what is now known as, you ready for this? Oh. Chevy Chase Drive. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. I well, thought that was pretty why neat. Not? That's the yeah. name of the dealership as it stands? That's the road. Uh, I'm not sure if it was as it stands or if that was when the movie was filmed. Oh, okay. I thought it was Lou Fritz or something dealership in the movie. Well, that was fictitious. Oh, okay. You're talking about the name of the Yeah, movie. the yeah. actual real-life okay. place. Hmm. It was an actual uh, location. Hang on. So I gotta ask you guys this. Did people really budget for a brand new vehicle whenever they're going on a family vacation back in the early 80s? I mean, was that a thing? Um, was that a trend? Serial preservation... Enhancement people did, I guess. What was it he did? Cereal. Food preservatives. Food preservatives. Yeah, well, yeah he was food additives. To, food was, additives. The Griswolds yeah. knew. Yeah. Yeah. I knew in the Christmas really vacation he had invented this nice lacquer, you know, for his cereal that right. would make the the sled go extra fast down the hill. <laughs> did you know that following the release of this movie, station wagon sales plummeted? Yeah, they killed Why? the station wagon. It with basically, you can argue that this movie killed the station <laughs> wagon. True story. I don't uh, know. It these, makes me want to own one more, to be honest. They were also known as estate vehicles, and these models were shortly replaced by the popularity of the minivans and, more recently, the SUV. So, that was hmm. kind of interesting. I mean, this movie killed the station wagon, in addition to Dinky the dog. That's I, don't know. Crazy. I think it's a coincidence that's that that sad. happened at the same time as this. I don't think that this movie was like a reason that people were like, "Oh, it's There's it's no, so trashy to own a station wagon. I will never own one." You know, no correlation. I don't think so. I think it's a coincidence. Okay. I mean, the DeLorean fell off the map after Back to the Future, also, but you know that was for different reasons. I think was a, that was more uh, financial. <laughs> yeah, you know. that was. That was a pretty obscure vehicle. That was a vehicle, oh, yeah. not a style, too. So, yeah, but you know, I that gotcha. movie made it. Super hot. Absolutely. 
and they're mm-hmm. highly sought after vehicles now. Sure. So, yeah. But the the pea green metallic pea <laughs> metallic pea family truckster is not necessarily saw that you're right i don't know but if i saw someone driving one of those today down the road i'd be like fuck yes i'd be honking and be like (laughs) yes you're like the coolest person ever especially if they had it all decked out with like the missing hubcaps and had honky lips (laughs) sprayed on the (laughs) side of (laughs) this is that not like incredibly racist it really is it still makes me laugh because i'm like that was 1983 man man it's just a right it's a product of its times exactly exactly but yeah, I would totally love to have a family structure yeah. structure right now, man. That'd if they great. went as far in twenty nineteen to write honky lips on the back of it, the, that would that I wouldn't would crack put me that on there, but right, yeah, that's too much. But most but people it, wouldn't get it unless they're you know, oh, yeah, and then, right. And then he'd probably be like, Oh, look yeah, at this. Yeah. Up? Anyways. I think this movie might be the very first example we have in cinema of the accidental airbag airbag deployment. Okay. Can you think of one even earlier than 1983? I, I'm talking about the accidental trash bag deployment. Basically, yes. <laughs> yeah, the heavy yes. bag. You're right. <laughs> Obvious. And that's not, that thing's not saving. And hey, you know, no. I had never seen an airbag deploy in real life. So nope. as a kid, you couldn't right. fooled me. You know, well, I mean, I, I know didn't know any different. Cars that I was driving in when I was a kid, they didn't have airbags. Right. So. My first vehicle <laughs> didn't have airbags. Yeah. Right. Oh, your your very first, like the one that you were driving, or the yes. one that your parents had. My first oh, driving no. vehicle. Didn't no, the first like... vehicle that I know that they they had airbags. My parents did. But right. The first vehicle that I had didn't. Right. Yeah. My, I don't think mine did either. I had an '85 we were Supreme before Bronner. airbags. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we, we like an Oldsmobile. We sat in <laughs> the back window without seat belts, and Dad slammed on the brakes, and we fell to the floorboard. It yeah, was okay, yeah. and yeah. we had fun. We enjoyed it. Sure. It was kind of like a, it was like a, it was like a family getaway, like a little ride in the car without actually having to go somewhere. So, does Oldsmobile still make a sedan or no? I have no I don't idea. Think so. I, don't I don't even know. think they make a SUV. Yeah, well, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Oldsmobile sucked. So during the scene where Clark is showing the family the vacation route on the computer and Rusty's chasing down the family truckster with the little Pac-Man character or whatever, the sounds from uh, that they used were lifted from some Mattel and television games. For the football and basketball game, it was the referee whistle that they used. And the gong sound was from Las Vegas Poker and Blackjack. And the jump sound from Donkey Kong was used. Are you fucking kidding me? You went to that deep of research on this that you Man. know with that shit? It. That's that's <laughs> funny though. Wow, you definitely good job, Matt. I appreciate. I mean, it. I always wondered. Is what I'm saying. I never wondered. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I just thought it was to. really cool. Wink, wink, nudge, I wanted, nudge. I wanted, I wanted to play. Wondered. I wanted to play that game. Though. Yeah, yeah, I would. Play I wanted to make. I would have bought yeah. that game if they came Heck out. Yeah. Vacation on Atari. So we kind of talked. <laughs> but I would have complained if I'd have noticed that it didn't have those exact sounds. I'd be like, wait a minute, no, wait that's, a minute. The, this that's have not the Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong sound. This is bullshit. Yep, wrong. <laughs> you guys, Lame. You guys fucked it. <laughs> All right. So we already kind of talked about the, you know, the car getting defaced when they go to, was it the, supposed to be East St. Louis? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And <laughs> East um, end up on the west side. <laughs> <laughs> Harold Ramis said in the DVD commentary 
that this they refer to as the ghetto scene was one of the most politically incorrect sequences he ever shot. Yeah. <laughs> and that it practically demonized everybody involved. He went on to admit that he wasn't proud of shooting it the way that it appears <laughs> on film, and that he was not even sure that he would shoot that particular scene today if he could, and if he would, he would write it out in a different, more PC way. Yeah. You gotta... You know. But he didn't worry about uh, Cousin Eddie's daughter saying, Daddy says I'm the best kisser or something. <laughs> You know, that was actually a line that I didn't pick up on until way yeah. after. It was a really subtle yeah. thing. And but, when I got to be... When I, I mean, I had to be a prepubescent teenage boy that's figuring out life at that point, I guess. And so I picked like, up and I'm like, whoa, years wait. <laughs> yeah. Two <laughs> okay, years yeah, ago, okay. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Mayor's <laughs> almost 40 now. Oh, my God. Right? So are you. <laughs> You're yeah, closer. I'm closer. Let's not <laughs> get into much. that. Let's drop. Forget that. <laughs> but no, I picked up on that line. I'm like, wait. Oh, that's that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that uh, that that was Jane Krakowski, and that that was uh, this was actually her film uh, debut, her first role. Yeah. yeah. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when they're playing with the worms and stuff, Russ and. Uh, the little the cousin, oh. the boy cousin, there. right? <laughs> Not much to do here. Let's just go get some porno mags. And Give her bop your balloon. Bop your balloon. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. God. He's standing there, like looking in like the mirror, and he's got that like grip the handle oh, thing. Yeah. It's just creepy as oh, hell, man. Oh, cousin oh, Eddie's farm. Oh, cousin Eddie. <laughs> we got to talk about these two hotties in this movie. The first one we got to talk about. Ellen Griswold herself. Absolutely. Beverly D'Angelo. My goodness gracious. America's MILF. Mm. Circa 1983. I wish she was my mom. Mm-hmm. I did. I don't because that I don't because then I can't. I can't. That would be ah, very awkward, yeah. So. Okay. But I, I see Touché. what you mean. Yeah, I see what you mean. I mean... You'd... I wish she was my movie mom. Because apparently well, Rusty did try to sneak in and cop a peek at her while she was in the shower scene. He did. They, uh, yeah. A producer grabbed him and said... Yeah, out of here, kid. Hit the road, Jack. Watch it like on like everybody else, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Did you know that uh, the original choice for Ellen Griswold was Kim Cattrall? Yeah, they made a right choice. Yeah, Yeah. from what I understood, once they sought Beverly D'Angelo, she was kind of like not sure about it, but turned out loving the role because I guess she had good chemistry with Chevy and. Turned out to be okay for her. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't replace her in this role. No, not at all. You couldn't replace anybody in this role. I mean, they did the Well, kids. I mean, they did. You replace the Audrey. Clearly. Yeah, yeah, they the did kids. the kids. Like, yeah. every time. But not as effective, I don't think. Yeah, no, it didn't affect it. And, yeah, the and kids continu- The continuity in any of the movies yeah. didn't matter either. Right. Just They're, take the movies yeah. for themselves at face value <laughs> and just enjoy the ride. It's fun. Because in the first one, you know, the kids are like the same age. It looks yeah. like, it seems like they're... Relatively within a year of each other or so. Right. And then the second one, it looked like, I guess they were still older in high school-ish and everything, but their looks were completely different. I could have bought Rusty being the same actor. Yeah. I'd have had to check it. I'd have been like, is that the same guy? Let me look on IMDb. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Then um, the third one, the Christmas Vacation, they just went off the wall with it. You know, Russ was a 
twelve year old again right. and shit. And, uh, yeah, it was Johnny Galecki, and, yeah, right? And, and the Juliet Lewis. Yeah, Juliet Lewis was uh like seventeen or something like that. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, the continuity is messed up in these it didn't movies. Matter. But it's okay. Because you got Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo to hold down, and occasionally <laughs> Cousin Eddie. Yes, right. Oh, man. And and family. We'll get to Cousin Eddie. <laughs> but first, Chrissy Brinkley, the Ferrari girl. Mm. Wow. Yeah, mm. she was something to behold at that time. She still is. Yeah, she really is. Huh? She is. She really is. She was originally supposed to be Rusty's yeah, new dream girl. And this was one of the tweaks that Harold Ramis mm. and Chevy Chase made from John Hughes' script. Yeah. And for, for the least, better. They took it away from the kids and put more on the parents. So, right. But that was kind of interesting. But be honest, you've done the whole flirting, checking out a hot chick in a vehicle next to you when you're driving, right? But you just try not to do it as bad as Chevy Chase did. No doubt, no doubt. And kill yourself (laughs) in the process. I embarrassed myself once uh, driving down the road, and there was literally a hot blonde in a Ferrari with the top down beside me. The car or her? Yeah, the car. This this really (laughs) happened, uh, except... Not as not as cool as Chevy Chase. I'm I pull up beside her at stoplight. I mean we're side by side and I'm looking out my window. She pays me no mind whatsoever. Mm. I'm totally like, yeah, you know, rocking my head, jamming to my music, waiting for her to look at me. You Should know, have revved the engine. For me to have a chance and nothing happened. What were you driving at the, the time? truck. <laughs> Just a pickup truck. Beat up blue pickup truck, yeah. yeah. Should have revved right. up the engine. Yeah. Well, you know. I'm not Chevy Chase. I I don't have that kind and of And once she looked over, just give her a wink. She and just then, didn't, and then we're getting then feed some more gas. Yeah. She just didn't know you were missed opportunity around. for her. Sure, that's what I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. What the yeah. Oh man. So cousin Eddie, we we got to talk about it where they go visit. Who was played by Randy Quaid? Who would ever thought that he'd be able to milk this secondary character in a quasi raunchy '80s comedy and so many sequels <laughs> and even a spinoff? That he did. Who would have thought? It's his best role ever. Yeah. No. I don't know. I really liked Kingpin. This is... Yeah. yeah. He's always going to be Cousin Eddie to me. That's I hear you. Always. I really and Chevy Chase is Clark Griswold to me. I mean, sure. As good as Caddyshack was. Or Ty... Ty. 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 Uh, no. If you can't remember his name, then it's not as iconic it was as Chevy Chase. Ty. It was, it was Ty. Oh, in Caddyshack? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. We need to review that. Is that a John Hughes film? That's not. Oh, I okay. I think that's a. I think that's Harold Ramis. Yeah, it's Harold. Oh, Ramis. It's in the same yeah. family. Of yeah, yeah, right in the wheelhouse, right? Type of yeah, movies. Did you know that Robin Williams was considered for the role of Cousin Eddie? Oh man, that'd be great too. That was. Oh, I don't know. Seriously, I think that'd have been I'm all right. Trying to visualize it. Robin Williams in 1983. Robin Williams could do it. I'm not sure. saying he couldn't. You know. I'd like to it's see been interesting. It. Yeah. Been real interesting. <laughs> it's one of those that have to see it to compare rather than imagine. You look like you could use a beer. <laughs> now you're talking, Eddie. Just imagine it. Ron Williams, though, you know? Yep. He could pull it off. I really do. Oh, no, he absolutely could. <clears throat> It'd been a way different take. Mm-hmm. Probably, I'm going to use a Lord term here, zany. 
Zany, yes. But, Zany, uh, wonky. But it'd be, I, I would have I would have liked to seen that. Yeah. So we get the late Imogen Coca, who plays Aunt Edna. She initially turned this role down because she didn't think that she could pull off portraying this mean character. <laughs> she did a good job. She knocked it out of the park. And even during filming, she was, like, concerned, you know, that she was being too mean with, you know, fellow cast members. And, you know, she was... It was something that really got at her. And... It's interesting to also note that she was terrified of traveling in a car the entire time. Yeah, and they had to travel. Yes, travel the whole U.S. Hmm. practically more or less. She wasn't long for too much of the run. She kicked the bucket in like two states, right around Flagstaff. Yes, (laughs) right around (laughs) Flagstaff. (laughs) That's right. According to Ellen's expert CSI analysis, there (laughs) somewhere around Flagstaff. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, she did uh, suffer a stroke. Yeah, while she, she really was did. Filming this movie, so wasn't it during the uh, the car jump scene? Right, I think and so, she didn't yeah. remember. Yeah, she her lines. She, they had already shot uh, part of the scenes for today. Yeah, and then um, I think John came up to him and was like, you know, came up to her and was like, um, you know, are you ready to go? And she was like, dumbfounded. She didn't know what was going on. You know. She had forgot completely that they had shot and everything. I read that her and her husband, her husband actually helped her remember her lines, and when she came back to set, flawless. Yeah, it's fascinating. Dog killer. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was awesome. And then just it's Chevy's. I don't know. Chevy Chase just really <laughs> knocks it out of the park with this movie, man. His just reaction to. Just everything, you know, all the kids react, you know, the kids saying stupid shit, Ellen saying stupid shit, you know. Now, Ellen's and, the and, voice of reason. And, whoa, and, whoa, uh, whoa. She, no, Ellen is like the only sane person on this fucking trip, okay? <laughs> she really is. She's holding the wheels on. She really <laughs> is. And God all bless right, her for right. that shower scene. Yes, yes. Thank God. <laughs> well, I got a better shower scene in uh, European Vacation, though. Oh yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, it was fantastic. If you haven't seen European Vacation, it has a better shower scene. That's all. Yeah, not a better movie. No, still no, no, need no. to watch it. Only watch it. For and the if you've only, scene. if you've only seen, if you don't know what we're talking about, Chevy Chase, um, you probably have seen the the scene where he is doing the Psycho. Remake, mm-hmm. yeah, of, the homage with the where toothpaste. You know, yeah, that's the edited <laughs> version. If you haven't, there is a non-edited version out there. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. Go uh-huh. check it out. Nice. It ends up on a bootleg video floating around Paris. Oh yeah, that some guy yes. got a hold of the camcorder. That's a spoiler. I'm sorry. European right, vacation. European. You've seen it if you're yeah. listening you've to this. this. Or We're on four spoilers here. It's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the the rest stop scene. Where they're getting out and everybody and they're trying to stretch their legs, have a little bit of a picnic, and then Christy Brinkley, Chevy Chase Caesar, and he's got the sandwich. And then this mm. and then this traveling with him now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> taking the cousin. Which is terrible freaking news, you know, because you're already traveling across the country. <laughs> he's pantomime. Now he's picking up a, a family member along he's, the way. <laughs> he's making love to the 
sandwich to, as we find out, it's covered in dog piss. Right. <laughs> yep. What a great scene. That was actually ad-libbed by Chevy Chase. The yeah. whole the, the dance the sandwich and, yeah. and the dancing and stuff. Right. Like way he just opens it up and like, he's like, <laughs> hey, he's like, hey what's in like here? That. I don't know. Let's check he's it out. He, he opens it up, kisses it, and blows a kiss at her. It's just <laughs> he's beating God. it off his face. <laughs> Smacking on his lips. Yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But this is in my opinion, this is Chevy. Unlike our last review with nothing but trouble, this is Chevy Chase at, at his, his best. best. Yes, well, absolutely. I, I agree one hundred percent with you on that. But such a funny scene, just it was great. One of the best in the movie, honestly. I think one scene that uh, I wanted to bring up that if you guys really thought much about it or not, but when they go to the first hotel. And they pop in some quarters in the bed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it starts vibrating. Like, yeah. was, that, was that a real thing? That's a real thing. From back in the day? Yeah, they used to have the machines the hooked vibrating. up. The vibrating yeah, bed, like a gimmick yeah. bed? Yeah. Or, like, honeymoon suites cents. or something? Yeah, man. Okay. Like a novelty What's the... bed. <laughs> I don't understand the... I, I get you. I don't understand uh, the appeal of it now as, an, as a kid, as an adult. I don't get it, but as a kid, I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess you, don't you like get a, it. I guess you like a bouncy bed when you're a grown up." I don't right, know. I guess. <laughs> well, it's probably a sex. I mean, it's a sex thing, obviously. You know, so. sure. I guess maybe for old people that can't get emotion in their ocean. I mean, maybe that's I don't know. emotion in their ocean. That's hilarious. I'm people, just people just want to add a thought... layer of the ride to it. Man, you know? it'd be fun <laughs> if we were. Vibrating well, I right think, now. I think that was a... <laughs> the bed is broken, man. That's <laughs> terrible. Boing! Yeah. <laughs> the kids come in and they're oh watching. Oh, my God. <laughs> he goes to the point and their stuff. bra's like yeah. stuck on his finger. It's so funny. That's a good scene, too. We get a cool cameo from Brian Doyle Murray. Again. As the proprietor of... Camp Comfort. Yes. Where they stay. Oh, yeah. We send out a mailer. We like to send out a mailer. <laughs> <laughs> Just spitting the watermelon seeds right into his hand. When, it's so funny, Into man. his napkin thing. Yeah, his little spittoon. His little spitwad <laughs> thing. Oh, my God, dude. I guess it's there, ridiculous. I guess there was a deleted scene because, like, you know, they're promised the wildlife adventure and experience and all that stuff when... You know, he was haggling. You know, Clark was kind of haggling him about the price. Like, man, it's kind of expensive. And uh, what was it, forty dollars or something like that? I, I can't remember. Stay, stay the night. I think it's like forty dollars, which is pretty. That is a good chunk yeah, of change in nineteen eighty three. I agree. I yeah. don't know that I'd pay that now, right? Just for, for what, what you was. got, yeah, right. And the pool wasn't even open. I mean, it was open. It was open. Well, yeah, it was open. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> right. It was. It shouldn't have been <laughs> a little too open and unattended. Uh, yeah. But I guess there was a deleted scene where Brian Doyle Murray he like he dressed up as like a like a deer or an elk or something and he like bursted into like the cabin where Ellen and Clark were staying. But I guess with time restraints, it didn't really work out because he was you know trying to make good on the whole like wildlife entertainment. But instead, they made Dinky the dog come in in that scene. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah, I really like the. Whole, I think uh, I think the Dinky. Scenes much. I think it play out. It plays out much better. I agree. I don't think that that would. It's a, it's a little too creepy, you know. It's it's just, why would it's, he break into their it's cabin? So, almost you know. too out there. I think right. I agree with you because like with Dinky coming in, you know, and like they're trying to be intimate, and 
you know, she's like, Wild Hand was like, oh, no, baby, I'm really going for it. Right. <laughs> it works. Yeah, yeah, it works out really well. It really does. So we've talked about Dinky and Edna's dog. We know what's coming. <laughs> oh, boy. He bites. He does bite. bite. We'll bite him back. <laughs> bite him back. <laughs> Russ. Well, Dinky got tied to the bumper, in case you didn't know. And that's where he stayed until he didn't. So many miles down the road. Right. However many miles down the road. Poor little mud. This part was inspired by an event that happened during the road trip filming of this with Ramus and one of the other guys witnessed. They were outside their hotel on one of the shoot nights in Colorado, I guess. And they saw a person with their dog tied to the bumper trying to leave the hotel and everybody ran out whoa 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 you know stopped him and they oh my god that actually happened and they thought man this is too perfect not to put in <laughs> shit so that's wow. how it ended up isn't it? and it's interesting also I didn't know that but I did know that a lot of people like fans they wrote in and said that like apparently this is like a common thing like people has have done this <laughs> this has happened that, but I yeah. mean I guess yeah it's like I've, yeah I mean I've left like a drink on a top drink. of my car or something like that. I left a Or a baby in a car seat once or twice. Right. But, uh-oh. Yeah, I'm going to make that. No, no. We've uh, never done that. Yeah, I, I don't think I could ever leave it. I don't know. See, I'm not... We don't... I had a dog growing up as a kid, but the dog never traveled with us. You know, and, and now we don't have an, we don't have pets in our house now. So it's not a thing. So I, I don't... I don't know. I, I don't know if I can answer that. Do honestly. you think that Clark secretly <laughs> did, on did purpose? it on purpose? Oh boy! No, Clark is a buffoon. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, you're he's right. He's a boob. All right, know. this was not intentional. <laughs> this was not intentional. But you say no, no. You're absolutely right. It is definitely not intentional. I never considered for a second that it was. But I did consider for dog a second killers. that Clark is like so relieved when he finds out that that fucking dog is gone. He doesn't have well, to deal sure, with it. Well, sure. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> but he has to act remorseful. Like, oh dear. Right. He has no wow. remorse for doing it, though. Yeah. He's... I mean, even though it, it okay, it did happen by accident. He just has remorse that he got caught. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Because <laughs> here's the thing: if he hadn't gotten pulled over. And he'd gotten out of the car at a stop or something like that. He would have grabbed that chain off and put it in his pocket and never said a word. I agree with you on that. So I agree with you 100%. (laughs) That is a Clark W. move. Yeah. Speaking of the W, does anybody know what the W stands for? I don't know. Walter? Nope. (laughs) You got a guess? I don't know. No, I don't. I would have never guessed this. Willie? Willow? Wilhelm. Wilhelm. Okay. Wilhelm. Hmm. Clark, Clark Wilhelm, Wilhelm Griswold. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm going to still think Walter. Yeah, let Clark, us think Walter. I Clark, think Walter. Walter Griswold. Apparently it's Wilhelm. Well, it's, all right. As long as it's not Wadsworth or something right. stupid. Wadsworth. Right. Or Wentworth. <laughs> like J.G. Like J.G. Wentworth. Hey, if you need cash now, <laughs> apparently he's a cat you need to call. <laughs> But, because we're the Wentworths. That's funny. <laughs> but Chevy Chase and James Keach, who is the state patrolman that pulled him over, who yes. is the, I believe, Stacey. younger brother of Stacy Keach. Stacy mm-hmm. Keach, yeah. Okay. 
they stated they both stated in interviews that during the scene they were both legitimately like tearing up in this scene. And I'm trying not to laugh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Chevy Chase biting his lip and you know his shortness of breath. It, like it was all it was all legit. It was all genuine because they were trying not to lose their shit. That's great. Not because they were like trying to you know go back to a old childhood memory of a pet that passed right. away because they're just getting ready to lose it. Oh my god. So we talked about the car jump sequence just a little bit, uh, but I guess when Harold Ramis, and I can't remember which crew member it was, they kind of had like a bet that it couldn't, I think Harold said that it couldn't go 50. Oh, uh, jump? Yes. And I think the crew, the other crew member said it could, and I guess they literally like were marking lines in the sand. Really? Yes. <laughs> and I guess it cleared the 50 yards. Heck yeah. So they added that in, and he's like, "That's nothing to be proud of. It's nothing to be proud of, son." <laughs> Fifty yards, 50 yards. <laughs> right? But uh, that scene is also great because of the uh, you know the share beer scene. Oh God, it's fantastic! Yes. You know, every everybody at this table, right. I'm sure, has experienced that. You know, oh yeah, um, once or twice. What was your brand mm. that your dad shared with you? Budweiser. What was yours? Bushlight. Budweiser for me, yeah. and we all stayed with Anheuser. My dad right. sent me on a uh, sure. yeah. on a tr- on a trek to the refrigerator to go fetch him a beer, and I beer. brought it back to him. And then he was like, "Here you go, want to try it?" And so, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, <laughs> for sure." I think my dad said, "You want to try it?" That's why I was like, "Kind hey. of be like Calvin Candy and Django, like you enjoy that beer. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy that beer, boy. You earned it." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, that's two Django references. Yes, yes. <laughs> but the car jump uh, sequence—I guess that was filmed in the morning—and that was the apparently that was when Imogen Coca, who was Aunt Edna, had the stroke. The stroke, right? So yeah, it's kind of kind of a creepy thing, especially knowing with what happens to her character in the movie. Oh, ultimately, yeah. yeah, that's like I don't know. It's it's odd. Imagine if she, that you know that stroke would have killed her or something, you know. Right. And then, you know, they'd have to shoot the uh, you know the Aunt Edna dying. That'd have been pretty surreal, you know. That'd have been very surreal. I agree. I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> that was an inadvertent uh, UTD from the uh, Star Wars movie and the. Podcaster, sorry about that. Oh, okay, it's all right. I'll allow it as long as it's Star Wars. (laughs) Even not as a fan, I'll allow it. All right, hey, you did miss the uh, well, I don't know if you watched it. I didn't. The lightsaber duel, I know. Did you watch it? Which one? The Darth Vader, uh, I did, of course. That was much better. This shit's awesome, man. If they put that in. Perfectly in the movie. And so, so just listen, so you know, it. we have like a little message thread between the three of us, and Dave shared a clip from Star Wars. And I'm not a big oh, Star Wars geez. fan, these two cats are. So, you're gonna butcher the point about. of the clip. This was just a re edit, somebody, yeah, it's made. just a re edit of the Obi Wan Darth Vader Duel. final scene, yeah, right. uh, which was very scene. weak, yes, in, in the, the original, original Star right. Wars. Compared to what we have nowadays, yeah. you know, the very orchestrated, yeah, the, fights, the fights Darth Maul battle, yes. yeah, no, not not no, not that's CGI, a, just 
intense choreographed you know, lightsaber badassery. Guys, you know, yeah, on doing film. all kinds yeah. of flips and shit and I spins. Blame, and I blame Michael Bay. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't discredit him. I you like might, some Michael Bay stuff. I'm just saying, yeah. not the Transformers, but. There's the too much going bad on with Transformers. Uh, like the Rock. The Rock. The Rock's good, too. Yeah. Mm. That was my favorite movie there for a Welcome to The Rock. Ha, ha. Oh, here we go. Back to Sean Connery impersonation. <laughs> right? Strike and not stirred. Who did it better? <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, the Rock. That's a good one. I want to review that one. That's a good movie. I yeah. really like that movie. Yeah. We'll put that in Nicholas Cage action. month. Nicholas Cage month. Nick Cage month? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Nick <laughs> Cage month. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We might need two months for that. Man. I'd do Peggy Sue Got Married. Really? If we were going to do a Nicolas Cage month. Mm. That I I would choose Peggy Sue Got Married, Nicholas or the The Rock. <laughs> and uh I think I would go for leaving Las Vegas. Ah, that's a good one too. James Caan. That's he, great. No, 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 no. That's Honeymoon in Vegas honeymoon where he's Vegas. the Elvis impersonator. Yeah, this is leaving Las Vegas okay, where right. he's the drunk. Okay. I like Honeymoon What did he do? Just Las Vegas movies there for a while? In the Apparently. 90s. Well, I mean, he got he won the Oscar for this one <laughs> yeah. that I'm talking about with oh. Elizabeth Shue. Well, okay. I was thinking while you were sleeping or something. I mean... I don't think I've ever seen that one. <laughs> nah. Was he in that one? I didn't see that. Is that it? I don't think he was in that one. Was that Bill, Bill, and Bill Sandra Bullock? Oh, what's the one where the chick uh, loses her memory and... All of them? I have no idea. <laughs> That's a Nicholas Cage movie. I thought it was Oh, you said memory, not mind. She falls on a train track or something. I don't know. Forget it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't We're, either. I don't do the Once we go to the chick fix, I seriously wouldn't things. pick like a Nicholas Cage comedy or thing like that. I'm thinking like Nicholas Cage face off or Face Off. There you go. That's what's good. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Gone that. in sixty seconds. So. Eh. It's an I, entertaining movie. Yeah. I'll tell you, I saw that in theaters, and it, it was a... hard. Even. Dry. Dude, dry that, that, is a, yeah. that is a guilty pleasure movie in mind. Sure. That is not a... From all intents and purposes, it's not a good movie, but it is so entertaining, and I, I don't know. I like all that right. movie a lot. We're way right. off track we're again. Here we yeah, go. we're talking about... We went to Clark Griswold to Nicolas Cage... How in the hell did that happen? Yeah, Seven degrees go. Explore the space. <laughs> we, we have... We are, yeah. Like, we're in the nooks and crannies right now. <laughs> you found anything? Yeah, I found some shit. <laughs> a lot of dust bunnies. <laughs> hey, let's kick it up. So we get Clark's funeral procession for Aunt Edna. And that is <laughs> so funny. And that was another Fantastic. ad-libbed okay. Chevy Chase sequence. So funny. Just Only him. He <laughs> Only he could do that. He... <laughs> We, we've all had a moment when we're on a family vacation where we just snap, where something happens, and it's probably not even a big deal, but in this case, because everything the Griswolds, especially Clark, just, it turns to shit. Yes. On this trip, at least. But, but he doesn't give up? No, he doesn't. He is persistent. But... We have we I think we've all experienced that moment where we just snap and we go off. And I think this is one of the best examples of snapping as a dad on a family vacation. Here we go. I think you're all fucked in the head. We're ten hours from the fucking fun park and you wanna bail out. 
Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun. We're all gonna have so much fucking fun, we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. <laughs> I gotta be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose. Holy shit. Dad, you wanna ask for something? Don't touch! Right? Man, like, that's good the... shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Whistling zippity doodah <laughs> out, out of our assholes. <laughs> I, I, that is, I've never had a meltdown. Yeah, you know, when I melt down, I don't know. I guess I get a little more, just just anger. But man, he came up with some good, you know, it's just fantastic. You're all fucked in the head. Yeah. You're all fucked <laughs> in the head. We're ten hours from the fucking park and you're ready to bail. <laughs> <laughs> God, again, Ugh. Chevy Chase at his mm. best. This is the best. Just dad's lost it. Don't touch. <laughs> you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's awesome. It's, it's a great. quest. It's a quest. <laughs> it is a quest for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go, Dad. <laughs> oh my! Drag, Tough dad. Shit. <laughs> right? How many crimes did the Griswold family commit on this trip? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Tons. He well, did steal some robbery money for sure. There was a Western lot town. of stuff. Yeah. He held up somebody. Yeah, he held up. Yeah, wow, well, that was real gun. Yeah. It's a BB gun, you know. But, but still, a short gun on it. Was it a BB gun? I'm not even sure. But yeah, it was a BB gun. I thought, yeah, I thought it was he... a BB gun. It was a BB gun. Was it? A oh, okay, you know, because it could gun. pierce yep, the skin yep, and yep. cause a very bad infection. <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Touche. Okay. Yeah, they broke a lot of laws. But he stole from the... You know, the they did some nudie... Bumped into nudie the, uh, yeah, but he put the check. But he put the check Which in Which was stupid, because yeah, he basically right. has his name attached well, yeah, to stealing. It's but, still stealing. Oh, Plain yeah. simple. Right, yeah. I mean, he's going to jail, but he was trying to be cool about it, I guess. All right. It was the Good 80s. Good on you, Clark. It was the 80s. He's an honest man. Yeah. <laughs> he's an honest man. He wrote man. it for $1,000. He only took for like $300 or so. I don't know the cash register. They should just cash a check. I agree. <laughs> he was a dick. The swimming pool scene that uh, we get where Clark, after his break, <laughs> they go to a hotel. He decides to go down to the bar, putting on Cousin Eddie's shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and his members... Only jacket. <laughs> I, I, got, I still have my members only jacket. What? Yeah, I was like three years old. I still got one. Oh, so it's like a child. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, oh, okay. like a three-year-old's okay. members only jacket. You know, I'll that size that. and everything. But I yeah, thought you meant like I saw as an one. adult. Like, no, it's like you just keep I it. have a kid's okay. size uh, jacket. Okay. Members only. All right. That's <laughs> legit. That's funny. <clears throat> but meets up with Christy Brinkley... Starts trying to smooze her, saying he owns the hotel chain. And she's like, oh, I'm surprised you didn't try to say you worked for the FBI. He's like, oh. Or, was it FBI or CIA? And CIA. He's like, he does the other way around. CIA. It's covert. It's like, my brother's family. <laughs> no, 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 no. I used to, you know. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, did you notice, like, whenever... Okay. And feel free to correct me. Was it... Whenever the Furt, when Chevy Chase screamed the Furt, well, it wasn't him the second time. It was actually Ellen the second time, right? 
Yeah, because she jumped in first, and the, Ellen jumped in first when they the, went the back second, down. Right. Yeah. Okay. So when we get the scene, screaming. when we get the scene with Rusty at the balcony, and there's like this blonde chick standing really close to him. Yeah, that was weird. Does anybody know what that's about? No. Okay. It's like the weirdest. Like, I, um, I don't know. It. I don't know that if it was filmed, I can't remember. But it was a scene. Maybe it was because I mean they had this in here where. She was a prostitute <laughs> and propositions oh, Rusty wow. oh. while they're there. Okay, I thought like okay. it was a real prostitute. Like, oh, no, no, no. Just, she was just like a, uh, like, just, just a lot yeah, walking by. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. no in, in the movie. All right, and okay. Rusty so she propositions Rusty. And uh, does he take it? Yeah, he does. Oh, sweet. Uh, I guess he goes and he follows her into uh, a room right as Clark is coming around a corner yeah. and he doesn't see. So that's what that it's was It's giving about. you a it's like a good, father, uh, like son moment. Yeah. I yeah. get it. It's a good vacation for Rusty, no? I guess. Right. <laughs> and plus, uh, you know... The girl got to smoke some pot. Yeah, I was going to say... The cousins. Audrey's, Audrey's smoking dope and stuff. But yeah. she's not inhaling. All right. You know. But. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but okay. Did anybody growing up, because, I mean, we were kids when this came out, like, did anybody else have the hot, hots for Dana Barron? I did, absolutely. I did, too. Huh. Yeah. I, I think, in my opinion, other than just the odd attractiveness that I had to Juliette Lewis at the time for Christmas Vacation, she is the hottest, she's the oh, best-looking Audrey. Audrey. Yeah. Yeah. When I yeah. watch other vacation movies... I actually mentally yeah. focus and put Dana Barron into Audrey's place right. while I'm watching the movie because it's better. Wow. Yeah. Have you seen Vegas Vacation? Yes. Yeah. You Not need recently. To, you need to plug Dana Barron in as Audrey. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. That's gosh. Chicks playing there. I didn't really care for any of the other Audreys. I, mm. Even Juliette Lewis's. I, I didn't really care for it. She's it's just whiny and just snobby she's, and shit. You know, she's just, less memorable than the actress that played in the European. European. I don't even know yeah. who that is. I she's just annoying. Name. She was like, "What? Right. What kind of three sixty have you done, Audrey? You were, you know, confident and classy, and you yeah. know, just a little bit on the wild side, and now all of a sudden you're a complainer." Well, and, she yeah. smokes on the cousin Vicky's grass. And <laughs> uh, she changed. she turned into a, a gateway, an uncomfortable person. An awkward person. Yeah. Very insecure. Yeah. I really wish they would just stuck with Anthony and Michael Hall and I agree. Dana Barron for at least European. Right. You know, that'd been sweet. Even though I don't have a problem with uh, the actor that played Rusty in European Vacation. Yeah. He, he did fine. Yeah. He also was in Night of the Creeps. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The mustache himself, Tom Atkins. Yeah. The mustache himself. <laughs> but... So they finally get to Wally World, which, as you said, it was Six Flags yeah. in real life. We get the the whole, uh, what was it, the, the chariots of fire yes. music, and they're running. I guess that wasn't awesome. filmed on a super hot day. Like, it was well <laughs> over 100 degrees. The actors and actresses, they were about ready to keel over. It was just grueling. Just an awful day to film. Oh, jeez. Hollywood yeah. stars complain about the stupidest things. Come on. Right. I don't know, man. I mean, like... it was pretty hot. It was like 105. The pavement was like 130 degrees. All right. Well, they so... went back to their air-conditioned trailer right after that scene. And... 
Maybe, yeah. Had Chevy Chase did. Had lunch know, brought to these. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Chevy Chase did. Yeah. I would say sure. John Candy did too for that part of it because did you know that he got paid for just a brief amount of time he was in the film and on screen they paid him a million dollars? No way. Where's the really? penny? One <laughs> million dollars. That's a lot of cash for that role wow. for this time. Because Jeez. if I uh, have this down correctly, the uh, it was made on a fifteen an estimated fifteen million dollar budget. They took a fifteenth of the money and scored John, John Candy, Candy for the security well, one. Freaking evidently scene. the <laughs> the screener version of that that they I mean, played got, did not do well at all, and they uh, had to reshoot that ending because yeah, there was, it was a lot so of reshoots. badly reviewed. Yeah. Does anybody know what, like, the original proposed ending was? Sure. Okay. Do you want to tell it? You need to tell <laughs> well, they, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay. It was dark, I know. Yeah, way darker. It really was. It's sad, isn't and, it? And they kind of revisited this theme in Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Uh, but, and this... Softened it, but yeah. Right, they did. But you get another awesome Chevy Chase rant. Sure, yeah. I was <laughs> thinking of that rant when we were talking about this one. I was like, "Yeah, that's clearly but I, cut." For but me. I think this one is superior to the sure, big Christmas sure. Bay one, vacation one. But in the original ending, the Griswolds hold Roy Wally, who is Eddie Bracken. They hold him and his family hostage in their house. And although that ending has never been released, I guess Chevy Chase claims that he actually has. The film of this ending. Oh, wow. In his possession. Wow. What a dick. He hasn't put it on YouTube for everybody <laughs> to see yet? I guess not. Ah, good for uh, him, man. Good for and him. In, and him. in addition to this... I guess we're waiting for him to die to see it. I don't know. Is that I, I hope it never gets released, to be honest. You know? Let him let him have it, you know? Okay. Kind of like <clears throat> he killed JFK? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Clearly, it's not a superior ending, so, I mean, I guess we'll be... We got the, we, we got the it. superior in yeah, We got exactly. that. So I agree. That's, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm happy with that. And it, I don't want it to end any other way. Uh-huh. But so. in addition to this alternate ending, well, the original ending, Ferrari Girl Christy Brinkley turns out to be Roy Wally's daughter and convinces <laughs> Roy to not press charges. Really? Uh, yes. I didn't know that part. Yeah, I did not know that part. Okay. I thought that was pretty cool. Huh. But it's all just too far-fetched. Right. It's like they had some like really far-fetched ideas, and they proposed them, and they kind of, you know, they, they teased with them a little bit, but ultimately I felt like they did the right thing, and they omitted sure. yeah. Make it as real as you can, you know? I agree. It'll appeal to the, the common man. I agree. And, and, and He's got to get his payoff. I mean, and, and he worked so hard to get here. You know, he's got to <laughs> see the... Hey, he's got to, you know... Stick them up and yeah. <laughs> get me in this park and let's ride some rides. Even yep. if you're closed, by God damn, so be it. Mm-hmm. You know? We went a little haywire. Well, you know. We went a lot haywire. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. But, Roy, uh, I mean, <laughs> if, you're, if you're in my shoes, would you do the same thing? <laughs> no, no. No. <laughs> so know. funny. Did you know that this beat out in a very heavy hitting summer schedule for 1983 beat out Jaws 3 and here we go Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Debuted at number 1 outdoing both the Jaws and Star Wars sequels. 
both of which they've been out for a lot uh, a decent amount of time at that time took over took the top spot yeah. and yeah, it was the run here's the thing if vacation would have been out when return of the jedi debuted debuted <laughs> yeah oh would have got crushed it probably would have got crushed it never i agree stood a chance, i agree you know, so but it did end up being the third highest grossing comedy of the year in 1983. That's one of the best comedies of the 80s of all time. I mean, I, I agree. You know, it really is. And the only movies that performed better, also John Hughes scripts, were Trading Places and Mr. Mom. Hmm. I love Mr. Mom. Man. Michael Keaton. Ugh. Yep. Terry Gar. That's a good movie. It's so fantastic. John Mar- Hughes. Mar- <laughs> John Hughes owned 1983 when yeah, it came man. to comedy, man. Yeah, it really is amazing. And we, and we talked in our little our discussion earlier today. It really is amazing how many awesome movies he either directed or wrote. Most of them were written. He didn't yeah. direct that many, but he really did. Yeah, I forget that he wrote this movie. I forget that he wrote. You know, so many awesome movies. It really, I, Home Alone, yeah. Right, That's Home great. Alone, absolutely. But, uh, was it, uh, and then he did all the chick flicks, too, and everything, too. 16 Candles. Yeah, 16 Candles. Uh, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah, there was... I know we're missing... Pretty in Pink? Pretty in Pink. I think so. I think so. Maybe. Did, uh, Some kind Uncle of wonderful... Buck. Yeah. Uncle Buck. Uncle, Uncle Buck. Buck. Yeah. Curly Sue. Well, it was not chick flick, but... but that did was, he? Yeah. He, okay. he directed that. I'm sure we're missing one. We're missing quite a few, I'm sure. Right. Oh, yeah. For sure. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, my okay. gosh. Yeah. No, we're missing I mean, one. Shit. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, my gosh. We're... He's fantastic. None of yeah. this is what we're reviewing next week, though. No. No. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha. so... Do the math. There you go. Figure it out. out. Weird science. <laughs> man. Another Anthony Michael Hall. Yep. That's what nice. I'm saying, man. He owned it. He was awesome. He really was. He had a great run in the 80s. He owned it. We get this really cool poster art, cover art, and it was drawn by this fantasy illustrator named Boris Vallejo, and this is actually a parody of his artwork of Conan, (laughs) the Barbarian from 1982. Oh, yeah. So, an interesting thing about this is this is a parody of another piece of artwork that he did but he gets more comments, compliments from fans and anybody else about this movie cover oh, yeah. than any other one. It's so iconic. It's awesome. It's great. And the European did do, yeah, I was going to really say I'm, I'm not sure if he did or not. The art looks really similar. Very similar. For I agree. what? European. European Vacation. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean it's the same. All the same person. Buff ripped yeah. up Clark he's Griswold. a little more buff in European. Yeah, yeah. He's a little more jacked, I noticed. I've studied these posters recently for an art project. Oh, okay. Yeah. King Art. You working on something, oh, there? King? King Art on the case. Yeah, maybe. Ooh. Uh-oh. There you go. A little teaser for you, for you maybe. art fanatics. Nice. Right. I dig it. In the year 2000, readers of the Total Film Magazine voted this movie as the 46th greatest comedy film of all time. But what was 45 through 1? Because not my <laughs> list. <laughs> all time. All time. Okay. I, I, 
I don't know. I you know honestly, I'd I'd have to really take into account all of the comedy movies that I've seen that I really enjoy and I love. Yeah. And figure out where this one falls in the well, rank and file. It would be a lot higher than 46. For me personally, because I know there's a lot of movies that I won't have any interest in watching in this list, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I guarantee it. Probably but, number two and number one. But look it up, listeners. It's uh, Total Film Magazine from 2000. They had a, a greatest comedy movies of all time. Hmm. But what is Cisco? No, Ebert. That's yeah, what I, I did. Know. I looked up, and you know what? I couldn't find anything. Yeah, the YouTube I, video has been deleted. Oh, I looked it up too. Wow! Look at us doing our homework. Oh, nice. Touche. I like it. It's a duel. Ooh. <laughs> well, guys, I mean, do we have anything else we want to talk about before I, we start hitting? I want to talk about vacations that we've taken personally. Okay. In our childhood right. and in our adulthood. Okay, so what are we hmm. what are we looking at here? What are we trying to do? Well, I personally took a trip in 1983, or it had been 83, just based on the pictures, uh, to Disney World as a really? kid. And I've got some Do you remember cool any of it? Vaguely. You know, bits and pieces. Like, it was, it was a pretty big deal yeah. at 3 to go to Disney World, so... Sure. I remember spots of it. Still I remember still. being terrified of the singing. What were they? They were like a uh, ancient Aztec looking Mayans like or something tiki, like that. Yeah, kind of a tiki looking uh, character. Like the Easter tall, Island. Yeah, tall okay, like yeah. monuments that they like had the this totems, weird totems. like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like but. I don't know how to explain it. I'll, I'll include a picture in the Facebook page if you guys are on that. Oh, that's cool. But oh, yeah. These things played music, like weird, kind of gongy, tribally weird music. And as a kid, it scared the hell out of me. Hmm. And uh, I think in the picture, I'm standing with my mom. I got Mickey ears on. And you can see me, like, with my fingers in my mouth, like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, get me out of here now. And they're wanting to do a photo op. Oh, King, but, you got to share that. We got to see that photo. Okay. That's yeah, cool, I'll, man. I'll slap it on there. Awesome. That's so cool, but man. So in 1983, was, yes, yeah. I mean, I didn't see this movie till you know. Well, sure. Probably a couple years later, or even longer than that. I don't know. That's I so remember cool, seeing man. it as a kid, though. But I, I compared this. This was nostalgic to me, being a kid going on a vacation with my family. My dad even got pulled over. I think in Virginia, because Virginia is a speed trap. Yeah, they are. And uh, <laughs> he got pulled over by the nicest cop you know I ever seen as a kid. The cop comes up, like, "Hey, you doing today, sir?" And he's going a little fast back there, weren't you? And he goes, "Where are you all going today?" And he's like, "Oh, we're taking the boy to Disney World." And uh, the cop kind of like, "Oh, I took my kid to Disney World, you know, last year." And da da da. Started having that, you know, guy moment, you know. Sure. And he peeked back at me in the back seat and kind of waved and smiled. And I was like, okay, that cop's cool. And Dad got out of the ticket and everything. Because he was taking his kid to Disney World. Right. You know, it was kind of like Clark Griswold. I'm taking, not gonna give you taking him to Wally World. You know. Roy Wally World. <laughs> you know, That's so. so cool, man. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, Roy <laughs> Wally. <laughs> Where'd you want to go this year, kids? Wally World, Dad. Hawaii. Wally World, Dad. <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my dad out of a ticket because I was a cute little <laughs> kid in the back seat. And we were going to Disney World. Uh, That's cool, man. But yeah. All right. Awesome. So, the adult. As adult. an adult, I have went. To, I haven't been to Disney World with my kids because, goddamn, Disney World must have used to been, you know, 
80 to 100 bucks admission per person, but now I think it's like 140 to 200 admission a person. And, oh, wow. and when I got a clan of, you know, six yeah, sure. plus, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not expensive. possible. That's right. a big hunk of chat. Yeah. So we booked a, <clears throat> we booked a uh, beach house at Siesta Key for our honeymoon, which wasn't really a honeymoon because a honeymoon is when a married couple goes off on their own. By themselves, right? By themselves, yes, and goes somewhere nice that they both want to go and have a romantic getaway. But uh, this honeymoon involved me taking my kids to the beach in Florida <laughs> for a week at a beach house, and that was cool. I had a lot of fun. I was not going to be stopped from having fun. Uh, the so wife you, was a little more cantankerous, like, hey, this is supposed to be a honeymoon, uh, you know, when are we going to have any time alone, <laughs> you know, and I get it, but at the same time, I'm Clark Griswold at this point, going to take my family on an epic vacation, and I've done Google mapped everything along the way to stop and visit, and on the way back, we've got, you know, Savannah, Georgia, we're going to go check out, and hmm. different no, places, we no, found all kinds of places. No vibrating beds, though? There were no vibrating beds, no. Okay. But the beach house was cool. Awesome. It was a beach house. Right? I suggest I sh- running a beach house sometime. It's fun. I swear to God, I, I remember vibrating beds in hotel rooms. I remember I that shit when I was a kid. I, maybe I, I do. Sleazy hotel. Yeah. <laughs> sleazy, you know. So you were saying sleazy <laughs> and hotel I mean, hey. <laughs> I have seen some sleazy hotels in my life. Hang on. Oh, <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. My, I, I'd say a good kid vacation for me. I went to, um, we went to Alabama, and I got to see Michael Jordan play uh, minor league baseball for the Birmingham Barons. Oh yeah, and that was awesome. That's and then, so cool, um, man. We went and seen Stone Mountain, Georgia. That was freaking sweet. For you WWE fans, <clears throat> that is the birthplace of Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake oh, okay. the Snake. It's also where they got the Stone Mountain. <laughs> yeah, and they have Stone Mountain. <laughs> With Stonewall Jackson. pretty sweet. And the boys yeah. riding their horses. It's a really cool carving. You know. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, it was one a of really those... fun trip. I remember that. You know, we made a bunch, we did a bunch of little pit stops in between. I don't remember anything bad ever happening on that trip, so it was a good time. You didn't see the biggest ball of twine? No, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> we, made, we stopped at just random shit along the way, but I don't remember... Specifically, I remember seeing the world's biggest guitar in Tennessee. It was like a red and yellow sunburst with black edges around it. Guitar yeah. alongside the road. Really cool. Yeah. And then Georgia, how big was it? It was pretty big. I mean, we took a picture. I think from across the road. And I mean, it was like a building. Like you went inside it. Oh shit! It was like a side yeah. laying guitar <laughs> on the side of the road, and you went inside it. Wow. And I'd say for adult, I, I, um, me and the kids, the whole family. And a um, friend, a couple friends of mine um, and their kids, we all went to the beach, and we rented a beach house, uh, like a block, like a half a block away from the boardwalk, and we had our own pool and all that shit. It was nice. really awesome. That was a good time, which is great because you know you can walk down the boardwalk. Oh, I love boardwalks. Hit yeah. that up, and then you can just half a block down the strip and. You're right there. Right there at the house. Yeah. That's great. It's fantastic. So Awesome. Well, I saw a reoccurring theme here with you guys. Beach houses. I don't have beach houses with mine. As a kid, for me, there's it's kind of a tie. One, I don't think either one were actually summer vacations 
um, I think there were spring break vacations, but one was we took my mom and dad and my grandma, we took a vacation to Washington, D.C., and we spent a few days there. Then we went up to Buffalo, New York, we saw Niagara Falls, had a little pit stop there, went up into Canada, stayed the night in Canada, came back down through Michigan, and the last thing we did in Dearborn, Michigan, was go to the Henry Ford Museum, which was really, really cool also. Heck yeah. And then we ended up coming home, so we just basically made a big old circle. That was a really fun trip. I enjoyed that trip a lot. And the other one was a Disney vacation. Oh, Disney. Yeah, Disney vacation when I was, uh, I think I was about 14. Uh, My mom and dad and grandma again. And obviously going to Disney World, I mean, I I don't think it matters what age you are. If you've never been, you're excited to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But we also had butted up with this trip. We were also going to go to Universal Studios, which I was super excited about because... I as a kid, Jaws was my A number one. That was my favorite movie. I wanted to go on the Jaws ride. It was a good ride. It was fun. I loved it. I it at that time it was like one of the highlights of my life. What age were you? I think I was about fourteen. And that did they have the Back to the Future ride then? I'm not sure. Did you? We didn't like ninety four. Ninety four or something like that. Yeah, it'd been about ninety four. Biggest disappointment of my you know teenage years. You didn't ride the Back to the Future. Oh, I did ride oh, it. Did, that's right? why it was the biggest disappointment of my oh, teenage years. That sucks. Wow. Like I had this dream of riding the Back to the Future ride and it being the most amazing thing of all time, and it's one of those you sit in a box and it gyrates to the left and the right and front and wow. back, and you're okay. like looking at a movie screen, and I'm like, <sighs> we came all the way to Florida for this. I mean, that was the hot. <laughs> that was the thing I wanted to do the most was Back to the Future ride. I got you. Terrible. Terrible. Well, I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah, I, I am. I Because <laughs> for me, I felt like my expectations with the Jaws ride at Universal Studios in Florida was met. That was super cool. But I'd have to say it's a toss-up between those two as a kid. It's like my favorite family vacations. Now, as an adult, I would have to say when we went to Tennessee. And we stayed at uh, Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge. Yeah. We got a cabin. It's always nice a good time. Oh, it was really cool. We it's went. A good time. And, you know, it was really cool getting out there on your porch, having a cup of coffee, and you got literally the Smoky Mountains are right there. Yeah, really awesome. Pine trees for days. Absolutely, <laughs> it was beautiful scenery. Just so awesome on this windy ass hill, mountain, whatever we're on, and we had our own little slice of the Smokies there with a cabin. Cool. And, you know, we did our own thing and. We got. We went to. I think we did the Ripley's Aquarium. We we did. Uh, oh, what else did we do? We did all kinds of sightseeing while we were there. But it was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed it. So I have to say that as an adult. Did you stop by the old Smoky uh, Moonshine? No, we did not. Facility. Oh, we did do the uh, the Dolly Parton the where they do the dinner oh, and yeah, the show. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, Dixie yeah. Stampede. Yeah, Dixie yep. Stampede. We did that. Yeah. My God, I tell you what. If you can eat every bit of food that they stuff they put in front of your face, you're a man. Because yeah. I couldn't do <laughs> it's it. A buffet, I, I have an appetite. Okay, I can put away some food when the time calls for it. There is no way I could eat everything they put in front of me. That I mean, it, it's just it's a, it's a absurdly a large amount of food. It really is. I can eat a lot of food. I can too, but man. It's a lot. Yeah. But it was really cool. That was a fun trip. So yeah. I'd have to say uh, 
that's it for me. So cool, awesome, cool. All right, so we ready to? Well, let's get into some ratings on this. All right, who wants to take it off? Well, not take it off, but who wants to <laughs> take it? Wrap it up. Christy Brinkley hopefully wants to take it off. Oh, man. <sighs> that was actually uh, what Harold Ramos wanted. He wanted her to be nude, and she uh, she stood her ground. She's a classy woman. Yeah, it's all right. Mm. Now, for me, this movie is a. Uh, it's just one of my perfect movies. It's a ten. What? I know you guys the hate it when king. I do this. I know you guys hate it when I do this. No, 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 no. I can hand out more tens than you guys because oh that's gosh. just allowed in my book. There's nah, no, a, I, no, I don't hate you for this. Yeah. I'm just, I've, I'm learning about you. Well, I mean, there's, <sighs> there's movies that are perfect in my eyes, and this is one you. of them. Tell I me where you. they could have done better in this movie. And I will argue with you all day. <laughs> I know you will. All right. <laughs> that's it. 10 out of 10. Mic drop. Boom. That's it. All right. Top Walks that. off the stage. You guys King of complain the about little things? And oh, I don't it. complain. I'm not complaining about little things. I, like, right. I enjoy this movie very much. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, man. It is a perfect comedy <laughs> kind of movie. Um it it it, appe- it tries to appeal f- to all audience, you know, which is kind of tough, you really? know. Yeah. It's it's you know for an R-rated movie, you know. I still think of it as a kids movie, even though it's R-rated. <laughs> it got more of a kids uh, movie as the right. series went on. Right. After European. As right. soon as my kids are old enough that I feel they would appreciate this movie, I'll show it to them. Every time. I, I mean, it's fair enough. It's fair game. I don't think it's. I have the unedited version of this, and uh, I don't know if I want my oldest to watch it just yet because of that. I would show her a rendition of it. What's the unedited version have that I'm not thinking of? Yeah. Well, it's got it's got the nude scene of Beverly D'Angelo. See, Amon doesn't have all that, that shit. Pretty much, pretty much that. The one we watched the, on the big screen didn't have the nude scene, did it? Yeah, it did. Was yeah, that, was that making popcorn at the My time? VHS? Or what? Yeah, Maybe. probably. I don't know. Yeah, it's got <laughs> the it. it's got the nude scene in it okay. and everything. So. Did, did we cover that? We got together and we had a group watch of this. Know. Yes, we, we mentioned we, it. We got together and actually so did we a watched group it on watch. big screen with so, the, on a big screen and surround sound, seventy two inch TV <laughs> on VHS. That's it. That's the <laughs> kicker on VHS. Which was I'll allow intense. you to call it seventy two, but it's seventy. Seventy. Okay, I'm not one to brag. All right. 70 inch TV <laughs> on VHS in surround sound. 72 inch would have cost me sound. another hundred dollars, and I couldn't afford that. Oh, <laughs> but you got the salary. But you got Kings, the seventy. You know, have budgets too. <laughs> His damn taxes, <laughs> tariffs. <clears throat> but yeah, um, this movie has at least five of some of the you know best iconic. Comedy scenes ever, um, and comedy actors ever, and comedy actors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie made careers out of people, especially like Anthony Michael Hall. Right. You know, I think this might be his first movie. I'm not sure, but he Randy went Quaid, on. To, I mean, he went on to do uh, you know Weird Science and Bre- Breakfast right. Club, all these John Hughes movies and shit. Right. Dana Barron, not so much, um, but Randy Quaid. You know, yeah. it definitely opened up doors for him. Right. Um. Beverly D'Angelo as well. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't really doing. She had a little lot, but she, she was doing stuff. Yeah, but, she she had work. You know, she had before some smutty this. horror movies. Yeah, 
was it the Sentinel or the Tenant? Yes, the Sentinel. The, the Sentinel. Sentinel. The Sentinel. Yeah. yeah. That scene. Mm. I was like, whoa, Ellen! Peculiar. <laughs> I was like... Clark Griswold. Right. Mm. Anyways. But yeah. Proceed. So, yeah. National Lampoon's Vacation. IMD's got it at a 7.4. Hmm. I'd have to... I'm going to give it a little bit bump on that, man. I'm, it's a solid 8 for me. 8 out of 10. Mm. Okay. I mean, it's not a perfect movie, Dave. Wow. It's it has, it has its flaws. I want you to know. It has its flaws. That you're we are legally obligated to say that phrase <laughs> uh, in every episode, I think. I'm telling you. That's how I feel. You're wrong. Well, I mean, I probably am. I'm not always right, but on this, I'm right. I'm sorry. Highway. Yeah. Anybody it's on up the highway? To you guys. Listen, tell us is is the cane wrong? Is is this a perfect movie, or is, is it not? Come on. Let us know. Yeah, please. It's open for debate. But. Yeah. You're all wrong if you don't say it's a 10. Oh, dear God. Mayor, what do you got? <laughs> I've lost count how many times I've seen this movie, and it hasn't lost one bit of magic that it did from the first time you saw it to the last time. you got to be at least at a 9. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh man! I, I gotta build. I gotta. It's not great. It's I, not I, I gotta. Nine. I gotta get into it's a crescendo not. here. Hold Carry on. on. But I, I think any adult male with a family on summer vacation feels like their own kind oh, of yeah. version of Clark W. Griswold. Damn Every right. time you guys go on vacation. Do you, does this movie not run uh, through your mind? Every least? time I go on vacation, this is the first song that is cued on my playlist yeah, in the car. Here we it's go. Holiday Road. Here we go. Every go. time I go on vacation, this is the shirt I wear whenever I leave the house. A and Wally just, World shirt. I have a Wally, Wally World Wally t-shirt I'm wearing right now. Yeah. So, listeners, just be aware of that. Respect. So we have our own little traditions. But yes... This this movie is very near and dear to my heart. I I adore this movie. I absolutely adore this movie. It's uh there's just so many just the scenes, the one-liners, the moments in this movie. It's just it's iconic. It's a classic. And you then get, you get Chevy Chase. <laughs> you Good. get Chevy Chase at arguably at his best. And Russ, Russ, oh, yeah, there, you oh there you are. <laughs> <laughs> but this was released in the U.S. on July 29th, 1983. Estimated budget of 15 million, made 8.3 million on its opening weekend, grossed 61.4 million total. You can rent this on Amazon Prime for 3.99, and it is not streaming anywhere for free, to the best of our knowledge, at the time of this recording. It's rated R. It runs at an hour and 38 minutes. As the Lord said, IMDb has us rated at a 7.4 out of 10 with a meta score of 55, a Rotten Tomatoes of 93%, and an audience score of 85%. And I am right there with the audience. This 8. is an 8.5 out of 10. This movie. I just... I, I can't... This movie is so... Iconic. It, yeah, it, it's just, this is a part of my childhood. Legend. I was raised Legendary. on this movie. This is what I believed, family journeys and treks. This is what they were all about. This is yeah. what, this is what happened. But 
this is not really what happens. This is what happens if you're Clark Griswold and family. Right. You know. I wonder if vacations if if this movie hadn't been made, what would vacations today look like? Would you know, would you there'd be a lot more station wagons apparently. Well, Maybe the same as they do, I, think. <laughs> I don't know. Too many man. people fly anymore. They're like, Oh, I hate driving yeah, across uh, country. That's true. And I'm like What? I don't know. I think this movie changed, you know, the the world, man, really on how you took vacations and stuff. I think you're onto you something know? because it's it's the journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's a quest. It's yeah. a quest for fun. Right. And if you don't think that, you're fucked in the head. <laughs> Dude, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. So I think this concludes our review of National Lampoon's Vacation from 1983. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we did reviewing. You can find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast. Be on the lookout for new announcements, drawings, and updates. We'd love to hear from you on any ideas on future episodes, input on older episodes, or any other questions you may have. And you can also email us at nostalgiahighwaypodcast at gmail.com. And we want to give a huge thank you and shout out to Cody Jones and Sean Jackson for our theme music for the show. So on behalf of the Lord Ketchum and Dave King of the Road, I am your host, Mayor Matt Logson. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us, and we'll see you next time out on the highway. Can I touch the press screen? If you feel like it. I mean, are you going to mess it up? I won't touch it. (laughs) It's probably best that you didn't. Ed, I'm not your ordinary, everyday fool. Okay? Just let me touch it. I'm your extraordinary, everyday fool. (laughs) Have fun, y'all. Right on.